Hi there, this is Harry and welcome to my podcasts where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language so you're able to communicate with people in a much better way. So we look at aspects of grammar like idioms, expressions, uh, verb tenses, everything to do with the English language so that you can improve your communication skills both in business and also in a personal capacity. So what do I have for you in this podcast? Well, in this particular podcast, we're going to take a look at some more collocations and we're going to talk about collocations with doubt, D-O-U-B-T, doubt, the B is silent. Okay, so let me give you those collocations and then I'll give you some examples. To cast doubt on something, to raise doubts about something, grave doubt, nagging doubt, in doubt, open to doubt, not the slightest doubt, and beyond all reasonable doubt. Okay, so let me give you an example of these and go through them. So, to cast doubt on something means to indicate that something is or might be wrong. Okay, so to cast doubt. So, in, for example, in a police investigation, when they think they have the suspect, they think they have the evidence, and then suddenly some evidence turns up that indicates that, in fact, the suspect wasn't where they thought he was uh, at the time of the crime. So this is going to cast doubt on their case. It's going to cast doubt on their ability to arrest and charge him with that particular crime. Okay, so to cast doubt on something is to indicate or to suggest that something isn't what they thought it was going to be. So the discovery of new uh, evidence uh, in the case or an alibi for the accused uh, cast doubt on the police's ability to arrest and charge that man. So to cast doubt on something. To raise doubts about something. Well, when we raise doubts about something, we ask the question. We ask that annoying question that makes people think, hmm, perhaps we're not correct. Yeah, okay. So in the current climate of the coronavirus, there are lots of people raising certain questions that are raising doubts about government's tactics and government's ideas and plans about getting us out of this lockdown situation. So at the moment, governments have locked down cities and countries and people want to know when are these lockdowns going to be raised and the government are saying, oh, in a few weeks or a few days or even a few months. And people are raising questions that raise doubts about the ability to open, for example, the trams and public transport how are they going to practice social distancing when the trams are busy, the metros are busy, the buses are busy? Do people have to wait for hours in queues? And if they have to wait for hours in queues, how do they practice social distancing in those queues while they're waiting? So this tactic or this attempt to get the cities and countries moving again, people are raising doubts. They are asking the questions that are asking really serious questions as to whether this particular strategy is going to work. So to raise doubts about something. A grave doubt. A grave is a serious, something grave is serious. A grave is where we all end up eventually in a box and a hole in the ground that's a grave. And a grave 
situation is a very serious situation. So a grave doubt is a serious doubt. I have grave doubts about their ability to restart the football season. I have grave doubts whether any sport will be played in the current summer or the current year. Grave doubts meaning I really seriously doubt whether the football season will start again. Grave doubts. Nagging doubt. Well, a nagging doubt, when something is nagging, it irritates you. When I have a nagging idea in my head, something nags, you know, it's constantly there. There's a question in your head the whole time. So you're, you're not sure what's going to happen until you get an answer to that little nag in your head, that little voice saying, are you sure? Are you sure? Hmm? So, you know, so when you have a nagging doubt, you're really uncertain and it's something that's annoying you for a long time. I have a nagging doubt whether I'll be able to travel this summer. I want to travel to visit my grandchildren, but I have a nagging doubt that it's not going to be able for me to do that. I'm not going to be able to travel because of the problems again with the airlines and the social distancing. So in my mind all the time, there's this little voice saying, are you sure, Harry? Are you sure you're going to be able to do that? It is a nagging doubt. In doubt, when something is in doubt, it's not likely to happen, okay? The wedding is in doubt because the bride fell and broke her leg. So the chances of the wedding going ahead are very slim. So the wedding is in doubt or doubtful, we can also say. So when something is in doubt, the likelihood of it happening are quite slim. The chances of getting another job are in doubt because he failed his exams and he needs to have IELTS or some other English exam before they will interview him for the job. So the chances of getting the job are seriously in doubt, unlikely to happen. Open to doubt. Well, everything is open to doubt until it's confirmed. Everything we do is open to doubt. The strategy that the governments are planning, as we looked at before, these strategies are open to doubt until they have them confirmed. And even then, they are still open to doubt as to whether they will be successful. So something that is open to doubt means exposed to doubt, or there's a possibility that not everything will go according to plan. Our trip abroad this year is very definitely open to doubt because there are no airlines. And even if there are airlines, the prices are probably going to be ridiculously high. So Traveling is open to doubt. We are questioning it, yeah? open to doubt. Not the slightest doubt. Here's a positive. When we haven't the slightest doubt means absolutely 100% certain. I have not the slightest doubt that the wedding is going to go ahead. Even with a broken leg, she will hobble, drag herself up the aisle to be married. Yes, I have not the slightest doubt. So I'm 100% certain. I haven't the slightest doubt at all that this lockdown will last for a further two months. I'm absolutely certain, 100%. Not the slightest doubt, not the smallest, the teeniest, the really minute doubt at all. Not the slightest doubt. And then finally, beyond all reasonable doubt. When we use beyond all reasonable doubt, well, quite legalistic, and you'll often hear it if you listen to 
detective uh, programs or films where there's a judge, a jury, and the judge may address the jury in a trial and say, the jury must establish beyond all reasonable doubt that the accused is guilty of the crime. You don't have to establish it 100%, but it has to be beyond all reasonable doubt. If you have any doubt at all, even the smallest doubt, then you must find this man not guilty. So this is what you'll hear in these sort of trial situations, that everything must be established beyond all reasonable doubt. And when you have established it beyond all reasonable doubt, well, then you can make your decision. So anytime you're making a decision, you'll want to establish beyond all reasonable doubt that what you're trying to do can work. Have you got the legal right to do it? Have you got the money to invest in this project? Have you got the support of your team? Whatever questions you're asking, whatever you're proposing, whatever marketing plan you have, everything must be done beyond all reasonable doubt. And once you have established that, then you can be successful. Okay, so there are collocations with doubt. So I'm really glad that I could do that for you. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, if you want to contact me, well, then you can do so on www skype.com where I'm very happy to hear from you, very happy to get your comments that I'll include in future podcasts. Okay, so while I have you here, I want just to give you some information about the Easy Peasy English Club. So when you find your way onto my webpage, look out for the link to the Easy Peasy English Club. It's an effective and efficient and economic way for you and your friends to learn the English language. For a very small subscription fee, you get access to me one lesson each week. That's 52 weeks and 52 lessons, one lesson per week, pre-recorded by me. And in addition to that, you'll have useful exercises linked to the lessons and lots of other helpful information and courses all available on that particular site. It's great value, so tell your friends about it, have a look at it and join up. Music.